The views and opinions expressed in the Pisada Tales are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of the people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with professionally or personally unless explicitly stated. Any content provided by the host and guests are of their own knowledge and opinion and do not intend to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. I remember yung class mo specifically because your class was hard to reach. I yeah. had very fun classes, but your class was I ha- I was having nightmares with your class talaga. So, <laughs> because I was the only talkative one. <laughs> yeah, you were the only talkative one. And I'm very grateful for that kasi parang at least masasalo sa akin sa class, Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pesarda Tales. I am Jay Mestrelia, or Sir Jay, as my students call me, and this podcast is all about my thoughts and experiences as a young millennial teacher. Welcome, thank you for listening to another episode. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast, which is streaming through Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. You know, thank you for the thank you for the reception that you have given us these past few weeks. And let's get to it. So, our guest for today, um, he is a graduate of Bachelor of Arts, major in speech communication from University of the Philippines, Diliman. He is a passionate and innovative educator with more than six years of teaching experiences. And he has taught at all sorts of educational settings. You know, he's taught at college. Well, he's, taught, he's been an instructor at the Department of Speech Communication and theater arts in UP Diliman. He's also taught at kindergarten and nursery at the Child Study Center at Miriam College. And he's also taught inmates uh, through the University of Perpetual Health Delta Extension Bilibid Prison System. Um, and currently, he is the head teacher and the founder of Art in the Bel Air Park Summer and Mid-Year Art Clinic. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Gian Miranda. Woo! Hello. Also, GM forgot to say that I was his instructor, mm-hmm. Com3 instructor, a long, long time ago. So <laughs> I am now gonna critique his podcast after. No pressure. Oh my gosh, my, my communications <laughs> professor is my guest. How are you? How are you today? I I'm very good actually. A uh, long time no see. I, last time I saw JM was last night. We were, <laughs> we were talking about life, life yes. uh, with my former students from eight years ago. So it was very fun catching up because uh, teaching is all about learning. Mm-hmm. So I love learning from my students. So I learned a lot last night, especially from JM. <laughs> <laughs> like likewise, I mean I enjoy those um, you know Zoom meetings that we've had. You know, let's just get. Back to the very beginning, of course, before you were a teacher, you were a student, um, you studied uh, speech, speech communication in UP Diliman. What was that like? Uh, how did you view your teachers, your professors back then? And if, did you have any that, you know, inspired you or that you loved? Yes, of course. Uh, well, my student story or my educational story is very unconventional. So I spent seven years in college jumping from one course to the next. So I was biology first in UP Manila, and then I became uh, org- organizational communication, and then journalism, and then speech communication. So I didn't know what the hell what I was doing <laughs> before. But good thing I found something that I loved doing, which was to speak. And also, uh, I had so much fun doing it. Nah, I was like, hmm, this is interesting. I could do this for the rest of my life, which is, you know, eight years later, I'm still doing it. Uh, one of the teachers, though, na inspired me. One of the teachers that inspired me, though, was uh, an English teacher, siguro, in uh, high school, Mr. Falgi. Mm-hmm. Kasi he would always... Uh, he would always treat us as gentlemen. In fact, when he started his speeches or monologues or lectures, lessons, he would always address us as gentlemen. 
gentlemen, this is what you're going to be doing for today. Gentlemen, this is how you're supposed to respond in a situation like this. Gentlemen, you are true gentlemen. And he always wore a, uh, a necktie and a long blue uh, shirt. So uh, that's what I got uh, an inspiration from teaching also. Yeah, so, he, he was the first one to teach you know, decency amongst you know, young yeah. men. And uh, that's great mm-hmm. to hear. Uh, I didn't know that yeah. I was going to be a teacher though. I didn't know I was going to be a teacher mm-hmm. then. Pero when I realized now, uh, later on in my teaching career, na parang those was a, the Mr. Falgi was an inspiration. Parang ang galing. Kasi diba they say na parang a book can change your life. Uh, a teacher can also change your life. You know. So when you look back, there are many teachers who inspire you to be who you are. So ayun. Mr. Falgi and a few others na madami na ilistahan eh. Pero, yeah. Uh, Sh- shout out to Mr. Falgi. I don't know if he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, thank you for this wonderful uh, professor that I've had as well. Um, since you said that, you know, at the time, you weren't sure if you were going into education. When did that uh, come to you? When did you decide na parang, hey, I could, I could teach? So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, disclaimer, I have zero education units i have no idea or used to i didn't have any idea how to teach i was supposed to enter law school uh up law so i already paid for the reserve my parents paid for the reservation i was about to pay for the tuition fee already uh but then something happened i had a dream so i always tell this to uh <laughs> To ano, friends or former students who want to teach, sabi ko, I literally had a dream that I was teaching in Cal. I was teaching COM3 and I had three international students. Tapos naubusan ako ng English. Tapos nag-nosebleed ako sa dream ko. Tapos pagising ko, sabi ko, yun na ba yun? Parang kasi I was asking God then at the time na parang, what will I do? I don't want to go to law school. So, <laughs> yun, nag-apply ako maging instructor yeah. sa Department of Speech Com. Yeah. And then the rest is history. It's just pretty funny. Yeah, very much. Uh, you've taught for five semesters, I believe. Um, yeah. And, you know, from experience as one of your former students and also, you know, the general, you know, talk around, you know, UP is that your classes were some of the more unconventional um, classes that we've had. Like, generally, most of the these classes, especially in communication, were, you know, the, the usual setup that, you know, you're a teacher in front, you know, at times there will be activities. But man, your activities were wild. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember yung class most specifically because your class was hard to reach. I yeah. had very fun classes but your class was I ha- I was having nightmares with your class <laughs> talaga. So, because I was the only talkative one. <laughs> yeah, you were the only talkative one. I'm very grateful for that kasi parang at least may sasalo sa akin sa class, <laughs> So I I remember na parang kasi I had this tradition with all my classes since first year pa lang my first year of teaching that we would always dress up. So, pajamas, high school uniform, mm-hmm. beach, as in, iba-iba. Kayo lang yung pinakamalala. So, k- kayo yung nag-cross-dress, I remember. Yeah. Well, what were you wearing then, JM? What were, can you describe? I, 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 bought, I bought something from the local Ukay-Ukay. It was basically <laughs> a blouse. Yeah, it was a blouse, I think, and so, I, I, I forgot if it, if it was a skirt or a shorts, but, uh, I, but basically it was... Um, yeah, it, it was not fit for me. I just got it from but the local... But J- JM was a very beautiful lady for, <laughs> for one day. For I, one day at for least. One day. Uh, at least, I didn't have nightmares regarding that. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, go ahead. Yeah, no, so that's one of, those are one of the examples that I would make my students do. Because what I learned early on, if they, they weren't so nervous or vulnerable or they're not put in uncomfortable positions or situations, they wouldn't know that they can face this kind of adversity or face this kind of nervousness or unfamiliarity. Because usually a lot of people are afraid of public speaking. So, But once they go through experiences like that, when they have to cross-dress the entire day, na parang people are looking at them in a strange, strange way. What so parang it, it builds them confidence. So why was it unconventional? Well, I always had, uh, I always learned when I had fun. So 
I incorporated I incorporated that uh, aspect in my teaching because they were always asking me before, "Are you teaching pedagogical? What's my philosophy?" Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't gonna follow. Uh, this is a true story because, parang the very first professor I ever fought with in UP was my Com three instructor. We fought, like, because I thought that I deserved an uno, but he gave me one point five because not because of my speech, but because I didn't follow instructions. I didn't follow instructions. So, parang sabi ko, just because I didn't follow the format of the outline doesn't mean na I deserve a lower, much lower grade than I, you know, because sabi ko, if you look at all the speeches, I I was the best na there, diba? I mean, sabi niya, yeah, pero ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Ayan. So, from that day on, parang I was deconstructing na the traditional structures that were put in place, eh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So ngayon, I mean, he he became my thesis advisor. <laughs> he still remembered. He still remembered that out of all the students that he had, I was the only one he fought with. Tapos naging best friends kami after. He Kasi, respected uh, that. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Nag thesis advisor ko siya. Tapos siya yung nagdefend ng thesis ko. <laughs> parang parang ati best thesis natin sa kal. Ati best thesis natin sa kal. Parang ganon. So yeah. I like, oh my god, it starts from a fight. Tapos parang after that, sobrang saya na. But that's Basically, how I transition to okay, what I wanna do, what what do I wanna teach? I wanna impart uh, wisdom, but also I wanna make it more fun so that the students would be eager to go into the classroom. Yeah, they would they would like be like, oh, sal, my God, come three na, sister G, ano kaya gawin natin ngayon? Parang loko loko pero de ba? It's it's fun. Yeah. So the more fun you have, the more that you want to learn. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, like you said, uh, it wasn't really as conventional, but I kind of likened it to, you know, those uh, molecular gastronomy restaurants wherein they deconstruct everything. And then, yeah, yeah it's it's not necessarily fine dining, but mm-hmm. it's a very um, it's a very unique way of approaching the same subject. I mean, which is communications. Like I remember, yeah. I'll just share um, one of the things that you know, Sir Gian has made us do. Is we go on blind dates with, <laughs> with students from his other sections, which was funny when you think about it. But since you know the topic is communication, I mean, what better way? To Interpersonal do it? communication. Interpersonal yes. communication. I, yeah. I actually thought that was a stroke of genius, but yeah. So we did we drew lots. I I, I'm, I guess I was just. Regretting. How was your experience? How was your experience? JM. It was great, but it kind of sucked because the person I picked was someone that I already knew. It was my course. It was my course mate, just in a different section. So it wasn't so much a blind date as you know, just catching up with friends. But you know, it would have been fun that you know if I got someone like really I've never met before. But either yeah. way, it was a pleasant experience. I'm pretty sure the other students that have done that as well are great. Um. Because yeah, there, so, yeah. there's ano lang. I just like to add. There's like uh, two way. There's never a uh, just one way to go about things, right? Yeah. So there's always the traditional aspect that works, and mm-hmm. also there's a new wave of teaching that also works. So a lot of people, uh, especially in UP, right? they mistake that oh, okay, it's the traditional way that works. It's the only way that works. Everything else doesn't work. Parang ganyan. Yeah. But. Uh, now these days, people are more open. Our, our generation is more are, are more open. Are we are we're more open to uh, different uh, ways of thinking and uh, out of the box ideas. In fact, sometimes parang... it's what is being sought out. You know, sometimes you know there are students that are looking forward to activities like this. That you know, it's not just the usual you know pen and paper stuff. It's not the usual speeches. It's things like that are going to pique your interest, but at the same time, going to teach you. The lessons that you de- that you need to learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So before, because like when I was teaching, uh, when I was taught Com three, it was theories upon theories upon theories, and then we do some speeches, and then those speeches are critique. That's it. So what we did was a uh, a lot of application, mm-hmm. a lot of crazy ac- activities that did not make any sense at the time because it was very very different from all your classes, mm-hmm. but then. Hindsight, many years later, you realize, oh ano, oh, tama naman yun na, okay naman yun, parang ganon. Yeah. So, true. That was that was uh, that was what I loved. And in fact, parang even eight years later, some students are still you know thanking you 
uh, parang, oh, it, it helped a lot. Like, uh, two meetings ago, two Zoom meetings ago, parang, I haven't seen this uh, student in eight years. And she was so thankful because she's an introvert. Mm-hmm. And the first time that she was uh, able to talk to people was in that COM3 class from eight years ago. So, ayun, I, I felt like it was a good good yeah experience for everyone also you you taught there for five uh, five semesters after the fifth um mm-hmm. by the so if i'm not mistaken i think um i was your student in your fourth semester fourth semester yeah fourth semester yeah. so you were about to go yeah. although this was um unexpected um uh, that you, you had to go but you know looking back what do you think were some of the lessons that you've learned being an instructor in country uh it's more about them so it's more about the students less about myself uh although i was very talkative when i was teaching <laughs> i wanted them to be part of it of the learning process as well and also what i learned from that experience uh up uh doesn't care what you are teaching how do, how do i explain this Uh, it's sink or swim. Mm-hmm. So you learn on the job. You learn yeah. on the job. So they don't really care. Na parang oh, what are you gonna do? Basta you so long as you do it in a successful manner. Yeah. Uh, so I was so scared. So when you got me, when fourth semester of teaching, I ha- still had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had a general idea, but it wasn't so polished yet. Yeah. So I can explain it now, but. Before, I was like, every single day, I was dreading. I was dreading that someone would call me out. Nah, I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody did. Nobody did. Yeah. But I was so scared of my students. Like, But they didn't show because I was like, you know what? I'm teaching them about confidence. So I have to be confident also. But deep inside, I was like, <laughs> so <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was, I mean, I'm sure you, you get that. No? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it felt like um, it felt like planned chaos. It felt. It felt like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not the only one who said. That. <laughs> it felt like That's you know, it, you know, like the you know the drunken master in kung fu movies. You know, like it might not look like he knows what he's doing, but apparently <laughs> he does, and he doesn't. Yeah, know. yeah. So I mean, yeah. I knew the idea, pero you to go about it because it was experimental. It was very experimental, so I didn't yeah. know that if this was gonna be successful, but it. It culminated in my fifth semester. Yeah. Yung fifth semester na yon, parang the the love that the student showed, the parang was so immense, and I knew it was working what I was doing because I I wasn't afraid of making a mistake. Because yeah. I I was like just go all out, you know, and just show them that this is this can be done like this, and it's like wow, it's so amazing, yeah, so amazing, definitely. Now you know after that fifth semester, um, you left UP. You started to teach in, child. Uh, what do you call this? The nursery. Chaya nursery. Child study center. From mm. college students, you went down. Not really down in a sense that you know it's a demotion, but down in a sense of age. You know you started to teach yeah. nursery and kindergarten students. Um, first of all, how did that happen? I mean, how did you get into teaching in Miriam? Uh, their child, okay, so child I, w- I was applying for a teaching position in Hong Kong, but mm-hmm. they didn't get me because I wasn't an education major. Yeah, uh, I had the experience, but I didn't have the major Units. for it, so I was disqualified. So I was asking a friend, "Sabi ko, oh, hanapan mo ko ng trabaho," and then he was like, "Oh, meron uh, opening sa Miriam." Sabi ko, "Nako, ano delikado yan? Ano parang pagdeturo ko ng college yan, ba kamagulo?" And then sabi niya, "Preschool." Sabi ko. Wala akong alam preschool. As in, zero experience. And then he, she was like, try mo lang, try mo lang. So I was like, oh, okay. So this is the start of my very non-linear teaching career. Kasi Definitely. from college, yeah, bigla nilang naging preschool. So when I entered there, the only question that the principal asked me was, so tell me about yourself. So I was like, I love kids. I love teaching. I'm here. And I started that day. <laughs> that like, you're day hired. Was, you're hired. I'm hired. No, but because my friend pala gave a good recommendation na yeah. parang, oh, ang galing na, ang galing na instructor yan sa UP. Kunin nyo yan, kunin nyo yan. Ayun. So the first day palang, interview palang, na-hire na ako. And I was like, I have zero education units and I'm already teaching like kids, nursery. I said, it's not a, 
not a diss to any educator, but from my experience, my limited experience, because I've taught from three years old to 66 years old, the hardest, okay? I am not kidding. The hardest is preschool. <laughs> and uh, people can't imagine how hard it is until they actually try it. Because yeah. if you have 25, four-year-old kids, five-year-old kids, imagine one kid palang lang inaalagaan mo. Yeah. Okay? Plus 25 pa. So, physically demanding. Physically demanding. I would so, imagine. Yeah. I was gonna ask, you know, how was that transition like, you know, from teaching relatively mature young adults <laughs> to... You know, I like how you put that. Huh? Like uh, no, we, we don't we don't know stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we we're, we're just as you know we're just as dumb as kids. But you know from yeah, yeah. from relatively no, no, no. mature, relatively mature young adults to teaching actual preschoolers. What was that transition like? What did you have to adjust in yourself? It was difficult. Your... It was yeah. difficult because one of the things that I learned uh, being a preschool teacher was to have more structure. Because more was demanded. So in college, uh, we had the curriculum, but it was up to us how to go about it, right? Different fo- uh, strokes for different instructors and professors. But in preschool, you were you had to submit lesson plans every week. And those lesson plans, because we were a mix of pro- progressive and traditional in, in Miriam. So I had to come up with around 20 to 25 different activities per week. And it was so crazy. It was so crazy. But it it gave me a sense of structure that I would later incorporate in my art school, mm-hmm. uh, incorporate in my uh, public speaking workshops. So it was, it was good. It was great. Because in UP, I didn't learn that. I hope, like, from, from controlled chaos, right? Now it was more structure. Yeah. Uh, learning how to build your lesson lessons in more defined structure. And that's like, it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> did did you yeah. did it ever cross your mind that you know, hey, shucks, I'm teaching kids, I'm, and I'm not just kids. I'm teaching like you know, young toddlers, and essentially, and like, what if I teach the wrong things? Because this is more, this is gonna scar them oh, for the rest of their life. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, one example there. Nagkamali ako. Nung nagturo ako ng sabi ko sa kanila, USB, USB versus uh, ano yisa? Um, Ani isa yung USB at saka uh, HDMI the other one HDMI no no, no. Uh, port uh, basta I I I was holding a flash drive a flash, a flash drive, drive. so sabi ko USB yon okay. hindi USB eh, yung port yung USB so later on in that year uh, I had to correct myself sabi ko uh, what do you call this sabi nila USB sabi ko ah you know what teacher made a mistake I am so sorry I only learned this recently, but this is actually a flash drive. Everyone repeat after me, flash drive. So, uh, <laughs> educators uh, are supposed to understand that they don't know everything. And if they make a mistake, they have to rectify that because the students will carry that for the rest of their lives. That's they remember true. that. Eh? That remember that. So, yeah. And much, much more they're in their formative years of you know remembering stuff. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, that's true. Um, you taught there in Miriam, I believe that was uh, four years. Yes, no, oh, look, uh, three uh, years. A year and a half. A year and a half. So you taught there for a year and a half, and then um, what happened next? Uh, how did you get now into from? Okay, so you started from college students. You went to kindergarten, and then now preschool. The pre- cutest, preschool, the, the cutest, cutest students. From uh, the cutest students, you went to what some people would consider the scum of the earth. You would eventually the teach hardest, the hardest, the hardest students, the hardened, hardest hardened, hardened by life, by experience, by everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you decided to teach in Belibid. First of all, how did you get yes. that gig? How did you get that gig? Well, my dad. Because uh, used to bring influential people there inside to give speeches because these uh, inmates didn't have anything else uh, to come by, uh, news and inspiration. So he would bring leaders in the field, uh, 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 presidents, vice presidents, uh, diplomats uh, to see the situation in Belibid and then talk about their life experiences. So that's what he did. So he would bring me when I was a kid. And I hated it because, you know, parang ito so boring there. And then later on, I, re- 
you know, fa- fast forward because uh, when I was trying to um, understand what education was, I was like, you know what? I think the hardest challenge in the Philippines right now, I think, is there. So I go there. Yeah. So, so uh, I, uh, you eventually found an opening into teaching uh, inmates. Uh, what was that like? What was your first day of going to Belibid and teaching? What was that experience like? Oh, it was so exciting. My first day of teaching in Belibid, I learned to... Because it was introductions, right? Yeah. Introductions. And you remember when you introduced yourself in COM3. So I was like, oh, hey, remember... Uh, Tell me something about yourself. Make me remember you. I want you know to tell me you to tell me the most interesting you know, side of your life. Parang ganyan. Yeah. What they understood there was what were they, they were in for? Yeah. What were they in for? Their <laughs> cases. So I I will not share any more yeah, of the cases. Not. You don't have to. But it that's the last time I asked them to introduce themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I so, think I think what, from exciting, yeah. laging. Oh my gosh, it's so scary here. It's so scary. <laughs> and they're all laughing pa. And I'm like, oh no, I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm not like you. <laughs> as in as in ibang klase yon. From 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 cute kids who were hugging me every day. There were like, you know, guys with tattoos on their necks on in their faces, you know, <laughs> circling me and asking me questions, you know, parang or debating with me. And I'm like, ah. But um, exact. What exactly did you guys? Uh, what did you, What did you get to teach there in terms of like the actual lessons? Now, were you teaching um, more about communication as well? You know. So when I went there, I thought I was gonna teach them a little of comp three of mm-hmm. what I was teaching you guys, but the reality of it was, uh, they were in the college level. So for the people here, there's a college inside believe it person in a medium security compound in fact it's not just a college it starts from no read no write preschool yeah all the way from grade school high school and then college and then there are 14 vocational courses so the we have a lot of students actually more than a thousand mm-hmm. students so in the college itself it's a population of 150 students around that 175 around around that yeah and then 24 24 inmates graduate uh, in a year on average so they're uh, what I taught them was calm communication. But when I got there, I realized that their level of comprehension, their level of understanding, their level of English was in the grade school level. Okay. Not in the college level. So I had to teach them the very basics of speech, the eight parts of speech, uh, nouns, pronouns, yeah. verbs, adjectives. So we had to go back. Okay. I had to open my grade school textbook. Yeah, yeah, so you had to teach them. You had to start from the beginning, deconstruct the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What were some of the lessons that you've learned from teaching inmates? I'm pretty sure that you know this is very different from teaching actual students like preschool or your college even. But teaching um, hardened people, people who have done their time or doing their time rather, uh, what was the what were some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? The most valuable lesson that I, I learned a lot actually, but the thing that comes to mind is there was this student na very, alam mo yung parang class clown. Yeah. So, yung class clown nung, nung classroom, parang he recited a poem. Uh, it was in Tagalog, but I, I can't remember it now. But the lesson there was they valued that I was going there, spending my time with them if na I could spend my time anywhere else, but I chose to be with them. Yung lesson done is that the most valuable uh, asset that we have is time. And people kasi take it for granted that we have so much time in the world. But when you're in prison, time is all you have. So what do you make out of that time? Some most There are 26,000 inmates in Belibid and only 1,000 people are actually going through these vocational courses or learning again, which means the other people are just passing time. Yeah, you know, uh, the rest, uh, the students that I got, I knew that they wanted to change, so they wanted to make the most out of that time. So that's what I learned. So it doesn't have to be in prison, eh? Yeah. Because when we go out of prison, parang we take time for granted, and time's very short. Asset. Yeah. We can never take it back. Ayan, so Definitely. From from that day on, parang I was like, okay, I have to make the most out of the time that I have. 
also because look at these guys, you know, parang they're they're trying to make the most out of what they have. Um, you know, I I was reminded, you know, when you're when you when you were talking about your experience in Bilibid, I was reminded of you know the Shawshank Redemption. And mm-hmm. I and I, re- I love that movie. Yeah, I love uh, that movie. I remember you know one of the inmates who was put uh who was placed on parole. I think I forgot the name of the character, but that old guy who was dealing with the books before and his best friend mm. was the oh, oh. was the bird when he got out you know he realized that he couldn't do much and eventually you know come uh, off himself w- were you mm-hmm. worried that some of these people you know probably thinking that you know what will they do at the outside did they share any stories like that with you guys okay so i remember this uh In, she wasn't my student, but I like kasi talking to people, eh, uh, obviously. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously. So, I would, I would, like, go, after class, I would go around, kasi medyo tanga pa ako nun, eh, so parang I would go around by myself and start talking to, I would start talking to people, uh, sobrang random lang. So, uh, this guy was uh, Reclusion Perpetua. Mm-hmm. So, Reclusion Perpetua was uh, 40 years and above, diba? Yeah. So, I can't really say any more details in the case, pero yeah. parang, He was about to get pardoned, na like yeah. in two or three months. And my question was, what do you look forward to the most when you get outside? When you go outside, ng Tagalog, ng Tagalog. Yeah. When you go outside, ang ang sabi. He didn't have to say anything, because his eyes said everything. Eh. That's one thing I also learned about uh, prison. In in prison, uh, eyes tell a lot. Eyes tell a lot. So, which I also learned in communication, but never so clear as to when I was seeing those eyes in person. His eyes were just hopeless. Wala. As in, wala siyang future. So, ang sabi niya, wala. Wala. Kasi and, parang, this was, and this kapag, was someone who was already taking classes in the the college that you were... Ah, no, 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 no. Oh, it, this was, uh, oh this was a random this guy. Was a, This is really a random guy. Okay. Like, I don't know him. <laughs> okay, no, I thought I, I thought that it was like one of the students na para even... No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. I I okay, my life revolves around stories. So <laughs> I I would go around asking for stories, but this guy kasi napag-iwanan na siya ng panahon. Yeah. Okay, he's been there for 40 years. No no family is waiting for him outside anymore. So parang most of them when I found out parang they actually commit crimes to go back pa because they have family there they have friends there they have structure they have meals yeah uh, outside there's nothing for them so that's another lesson I learned also yeah the, the horrors so institution yeah yeah Russia. just like Shawshank oh, yeah instead of offing themselves they just choose to go back they just choose to go back Ayun. so that's the sad reality of uh, it also because it's very hard also to get a job if you're an ex-con Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, you were there 2017 to 2018. What? What changed? Why did you stop? Okay, so actually, I really I had big plans for that. I wanted to have a TED talk inside Belize, <laughs> <laughs> but of course, it was impossible. And many changes, because parang you know, um, I will not name anymore. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what changed was. I wanted to teach there a little bit more, but before COVID, the number one spreader here was actually tuberculosis, and it was very prevalent in Belibid. So yeah. a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, colleagues uh, got it, and they were afraid for me because I was still much younger than them, and then I had a future, pa, yeah. and they didn't want me to tie my future there because once I start working and I have TB. That will be a mark uh, on my future employers. Yeah. Parang, oh, he's always sick and stuff. So, ayun, I had to make a hard choice because I was enjoying it. It was exciting. Eh. Parang, imagine teaching and you don't know if you're gonna live or die the next day. Alam mo yun, alam mo yun. Parang, <laughs> sabi ko, kala ko spy ako eh. <laughs> no, but it was exhilarating. It was so exciting for me. Kasi parang, look, okay, galing na ang college students. What's the worst that they could do? Oh, frat. Frat people try to intimidate me as an instructor. Oh, okay. K- uh, preschool. Oh, parents, police, police na dads try to intimidate me. Oh, yeah. okay. And this one, this one talaga para actual oh, criminals. Actual, actual to. Saksa, wala, wala akong 
security detail dito kung, kung nagalit sila wala na talaga ako ano, ano yan so yeah. it's so exciting it's so exciting for me but yeah but I'm glad that you had a wonderful experience and now um, currently you are the founder and head teacher of Art in the Bel Air Park Summer and Mid-Year Art Clinics tell us a bit more about you know what this uh, program is oh, okay so I was an art teacher kasi in preschool So nursery, I handled 180 students. So obviously, I wasn't an art teacher then, but I had to learn on the job. So <laughs> what I realized was art was fluid. So it was not just art. So what I did was I incorporated movement, dance, yoga, and art in one class. So I got a yoga teacher. I got uh, We were dancing, movement also. And then uh, visuals, may videographer, may videographer kami, photographer, Tapos, ayun, and art. So the parents would get like a video of them doing the art. Not just the artwork themselves, but the process, which was so much more enjoyable and joyful. Na parang, di ba? When you're making the painting, on your, or we're doing the finger painting, when you see your kids' eyes light up, na parang, wow! Tapos meron ka pang ano, uh, recording nun. Yun yung, yung naisip ko. Yeah. So I was like, again, just like public speaking, you know, we were trying to be unconventional uh, or different, you know. It, it works also. So no, nobody else thought of that. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And it was very, it was re- received well. It was received well. So, yeah. ayan. And most of the students you have here, are these, um, you know, elementary students, high school students, or is this open for adults as well? So they're four to eight years old. Okay. I got the four to eight years old one. So again, I've taught from three to sixty-six. Yeah. So what's what's four, uh, four? What's four to eight years old? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's four to eight? So, ayon, parang I love kids because I'm a big kid. Mm-hmm. So, kids can see if you're having fun eh, as an educator, as a as a teacher. And I was having so much fun. So they were having so much fun. I was dressing in costumes, also. It was great. Ayan. But inga, I was telling you before, we were supposed to make a twenty-foot mural this year. <laughs> 25th mural where was this supposed to be ba? where was this supposed to be done in a village in our in our village in Mahati okay. so we did a 6 by 4 feet mural already and it was it was beautiful it's hung in the in the office of the the village in the village meeting room kasi ang ganda ganda niya so sabi ko gagawa tayo 20 foot mural yeah ayun COVID <laughs> <laughs> like most things um yeah. Um, so those are the actual, you know, teaching engagements that you've done. But I am, I'm given to understand that you know, like most, uh, like most people, you also have you know your side gigs. You also have you know mga, what we call racket. And one yeah. and one of the things that I really want to you know touch on, since we have time, naman. Uh, you worked, or I'm not sure if you still are, but you worked as a tour guide. For one of yes. the for one of the hostels in Makati, and yes, actually yes, yes. I wanted to mention this not not just to you know talk because I'm pretty sure that you have lots of stories about that but I find that very interesting because in a way that is also a form of being an educator and since we're already mm-hmm. in the topic of you know unconventional ways of, of being a teacher you know might as well add that to the mix you know tell us a bit more about how you know how you were as a tour guide so touring or tour gu- uh, being a tour guide is just like teaching exactly like teaching but you're teaching in the streets yeah so my purpose there was to show them that the philippines is so manila was not just a stopover it was just so beautiful and so much more to offer yeah so i weaved a story based on the places that we were uh, going to and at the very end of it I tell them, so tell me, are you, next time you go to Manila or you know, are you just gonna stay here for one night? And yeah. they will always say no. Yeah. They'll stay here for more days. So yun, I was promoting our country based on that, and I was uh, I leaned heavily on my the way that I was teaching. So the way I was teaching with you guys is the same way that I was touring <laughs> them. You know, with enthusiasm, with being crazy, wearing yeah. costumes. Ayun. So ang saya kasi. Uh, again, my life is all about stories. Yeah. So I go where the stories are. So these, uh, I worked at a hostel. Yeah. 
So all I met a thousand people. I heard hundreds of stories, and I learned so much from them. So I'm a lifelong learner. I'm a teacher, educator. Na parang I want to learn what you guys learned because I haven't been to where you have been. Yeah. So ayan ang saya, ang saya nun, ang saya. Yeah, I so, would imagine. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like again, like most things. But you know, that mm. was uh, you know seeing your stories. Seeing your pictures and the videos that you're posting online, I, I was really fascinated by that. I, you know, I, I, I already told you this, but it kind of sucks that I didn't get to go on one of your trips. You know, just yeah, even if I, young, no, para people took it for granted because people will always say, "Oh, I'll go, I'll go." Olana, oh, Olana. <laughs> oh well, Olana. <laughs> yeah, um, but maybe you know, yeah, next when, time when next this time. subsides, uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, now yeah, but you, yeah, I like. Go ahead. I like. Sorry, I'd like to touch lang before I forget. Uh, Teaching in the Philippines, you have to have a racket, you know, a side gig. Because <laughs> teaching here, okay, for those of you who are thinking about, I mean, if you've reached this far, I'm sure you are a teacher or thinking about teaching, you have to have a side racket. That's the first thing that you'll learn, okay? Unfortunately. In UP, pa lang, in UP pa lang, na sa akin, mag, mag-racket ka, mag-racket ka. Sa Miriam, sabi nila, mag-racket ka, mag-racket ka, mag-racket ka. So, nag-racket ka talaga. Kailangan talaga mag-racket. Yeah. Ayun. So, impossible na hindi ka pwede mag-rahat kasi as, okay, kanto lang yan, ha? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a secret just between the... Listeners. Anyway, <laughs> I know all the, I, I saw all the payslips of all the people that I've ever, yeah, whether they knew about it or not. But I know exactly how much a teacher earns after 25 years or after 30 years in service. And trust me, <laughs> It's dismal. It's not a lot. It's dismal. It's dismal. Yeah. So really, let, let's it's... call let's call a spade a spade. It's not the it's not mm. the most lucrative job Mm-mm-mm. in this so country a, at, at the very exactly. least. Exactly. So if you want to survive here for long, you really have to have a racket. Because uh, <laughs> lang. I mean, you know, practical advice. Yeah, practical <laughs> advice. You, know, you already mentioned it a lot. You know, COVID happened. Um, let's let's veer a bit. You know. Uh, even if you're not necessarily like an actual, you know, teacher per se, like you know, like in public schools or in a, a traditional setting, I'm pretty sure you have your own thoughts on you know what the current direction of the government is doing, especially in this uh, particular sector in the education. Do you want to share any of them? You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we're well aware of what's happening right now in our country. Uh, I'm teaching right now online classes. I'm mm-hmm. teaching public speaking workshops and. Uh, it's one-on-one workshops and we're having problems with latency and I'm supposed to have a very fast internet and she's supposed to have a very fast internet and imagine, you know, parang when it comes to public school students and uh, alike where there's lots of people in a Zoom session or in a classroom, online classroom setting, it's going to be very difficult. So we're not ready for it. So we're never ready for anything anyway. So uh, we just hope for the best. Hope for the best. But uh, that's... A two-hour-long discussion. If we were to really, t- really talk about that, because uh, yeah. I'm up, we're updated with what's happening. I mean, we're currently, you're currently teaching. I'm currently yeah. teaching on the side. So, yeah, it's, that, it's good luck. Good luck to <laughs> thank everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, after all this, um, we presented your experiences. You thought of many different setups. What do you think would be like the unifying theme in terms of you know you as being an educator and teaching in all these different setups in all these different um, situations? What do you think would be something that you what would, what is the one thing that you feel like is very central into teaching into any of these setups? Uh, I think our journeys as educators uh, can be non-linear also. So I've met so many lifers, lifers meaning preschool teachers who have been there for 20 years, 30 years, and they enjoy what they're doing. And that's awesome. I've met many professors who have known UP you know, as their homes, their first, second homes, and they've been there for as long as they've graduated, right? Yeah. But for some of us, uh, we don't know exactly... Uh, what's our best fit? Eh? Like, if it's just high school, it's just high school, it's preschool, it's preschool, and then some people get stuck. Uh, parang, oh, dito kasi ako yung, yung, yung diploma ko kasi, ito kasi yung major ko, ito yung so on and so forth. But me, again, I didn't have any education units. I, I had to learn 
everything uh, on the job and in the books that I read. So if any any person wants to be an educator, and you know, they can be, they can be, and don't be afraid to try uh, different levels also. Because you'll never know what you what you're best at. Eh. So I tried everything, na. Yeah. So I can safely say that I'm the the, the most suited for uh, college. College, talaga, na. College, talaga. Oh. I've actually like, Ayun. yeah, I've thought about that. You know, um, I teach high school kids, and I've thought about you know teaching in college. But the problem is that since uh, the field that I'm teaching is highly technical, I'm a I'm a mm. science teacher. I'm a chemist by by training and profession. But I feel like you know teaching college students is a bit uh, a bit too much for me. Not 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 that I'm downplaying myself, but I guess I just feel more comfortable. You know, teaching science to high school kids because this is where they're starting to pique their interest. Yeah, this is where yeah. they're starting to, and at the same time, I could be a bit more technical as well. So yeah, I think you know, as educators, we do have our different fits. You know, there are some that are really fit for preschool teaching. Well, you can yeah, you can try it. Naman part uh, like on the side. Yeah, diba? Yeah, yun. yeah. I've done, I've done, I've done tutoring. You know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um. So yeah, uh, what do you think are your um, biggest strengths and weaknesses as an educator? Ah, uh, magapply okay. uh, ba ng trabaho? Yeah. Uh, so this this is not actually a podcast. This is actually I'm actually looking for teachers. I am actually a principal in disguise. I am looking for I teachers. Can, I can give you the resume answer. Prepare tayo yan kasi tiyo turo ko to eh. No, no, but uh, yeah. Um, what is yeah? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure you know yourself by now. I just, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I ask, I ask this to everyone that I've interviewed, yeah, you know, yeah. because I, I want, I want the listeners to understand, you know, it's not, you know, we're like snowflakes. We have our different, you know, different uh, characteristics. We have our different strengths and weaknesses, and it's not necessarily that you know, you have to be very good at. Um, of course, it, you have to be very good at imparting information, but that's not the only mm-hmm. thing. That you have to be, and I want to explore mm. that, you know, with the people that I ask. So, you know, for you, what would be your weaknesses and strengths? So I go where my heart is. So I've always known that my motivation in life is to help people. So in yung purpose ko sa buhay. Then, di ba, we saw this Venn diagram, the meme, na when uh, passion, uh, your motivation, your vocation, your yeah. profession, your mission. They all align, and that's your purpose. So ikigai. Ako. Yeah. Ayun ba yon? Yeah. Ayun ba yon? I K I G A I. Ikigai. Oh, parang ganon yon. So I'm 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 one of the lucky ones because I have my peers or people who are in my batch. Na parang they don't love what they do, but they get paid a lot. <laughs> Ako. I love what I do, but you don't get paid a lot. <laughs> oh, pero. You know, parang the greater scheme of things, because I'm 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 very fortunate, naman. Um, loving what you do gives you so much life. Eh. So again, going back to what we talked about last night, uh, values comes in, come in. So yung strength ko was what I value most in life is passion and creativity, and you can see that in every single thing that I do, in teaching, in touring, lahat. That's how I lead my life. Uh, ayun. Weaknesses. Weaknesses. So, ang weaknesses ko kasi, I have ADHD. So, I was okay. diagnosed with ADHD three years ago. And I realized that's why I wasn't, parang, hindi ko, I'm not so well organized. Mm-hmm. I'm not so well organized. So, if I do it bara-bara, uh, chances are it'll work. But <laughs> sometimes it won't. Yeah. Sometimes it won't, for sure. So, that's what I learned what, uh, in preschool. In preschool, especially when I was leading a group of teachers in my in the art school in Bel Air, I had to have structure and I have to have organized. Had, had to be organized. So yeah, so it's still a work in progress. Uh, I need people for me. I need people to help me with that. That's why I hired I hired students na from fine arts who I knew were better than me. I was like, alika dito, alika dito. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's true. So I'm not so well, or I, I, I'm not as proficient and well organized as others, but uh I am more creative. I'm more creative. So yeah, we focus on our strengths and then yeah. 
when when all of this is said and done, when you when, at the end of your career, um, what would you think? What would be your biggest goal? What would, what think, would be that one thing that would make you feel na parang ah you've done your job as an educator? Mm-hmm. So, ako lang if you know if you guys are still listening here na and it, uh, how do I say how do I explain this? It's uh, I just wanted to inspire people. I just I wanted to inspire and I wanted to make a mark in this world and. Uh, When I was teaching preschool, you know, uh, I I knew that they weren't gonna remember that I was the one who taught them how to read and write or tie their shoelaces. Yeah. Uh, pero you know, changing someone's I, I, and uh, I've heard this a uh, few times already. That a student would go up to me many years later and would say thank you and all these things. That parang and I feel like you know just making a mark na ganon na parang making them feel more confident or. Uh, changing their perspective na parang, oh, kaya ko to. Ayan, ayan lang. Very simple lang, actually. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, so, for educators, it doesn't have to be so big. If you want to be lifelong educators, it doesn't have to be so big. Oh. Ikaw, ano ba? Ano ba? Ano yung sayo? Oh, well, I think it's a bit more towards what my field is. But like, personally, kasi, I, I feel passionate about teaching science. Especially mm. in this uh, day and age that, you know, Not everyone is into it. Most of the people have like awful experiences with science for some reason. It's it's either that they have like a a hyper uh, unrealistic view of science that you know it's experiments and you know making mm-hmm. explosions and stuff. It's either that or they have like the dreading experience na ah, oh, ito yung sakat sa ulo and ganon. And I wanted to have that you know. In a way that kind of like middle ground that yes it's bitter work but at the same mm-hmm. time it's it's what's needed and it is mm-hmm. uh, and when you do get to find the uh, the appreciation for it you know it doesn't have to be that you know you you have to be become a scientist or whatever I'm not really mm-hmm. not really expecting all my students to become scientists because we mm-hmm. all have our different strengths uh, but I just want them to think that you know science wasn't something to be feared at. And it was something, mm-hmm. and it's something that you can use even in non-scientific uh, ways. Mm-hmm. Especially now, when we're analyzing, you know, news and stuff like that. You know, critical analysis is uh, essential in science, and that's something that I try to teach with my students. Never mind if they don't know the formula of, you know, glucose or whatever. You know, it's what I'm after is the skills, and I think that's oh, yeah, yeah, skills. Yeah, that's that's one that's of my goals. That's good. That's very good. So I'm very actually very proud. Uh, of you because uh, as a teacher to another teacher especially from a former student I'm so happy that my former students are teachers also <laughs> uh, yeah. so continue doing that lang. and if you need uh, any advice regarding any education wise education wise actually speaking of speaking of advice <laughs> speaking of advice final thoughts um, any like you've mentioned a lot throughout the episode but if you can sum it up What would be your biggest advice to someone who's thinking about getting into teaching? I always tell people just do it, just because it's so fulfilling. Yeah, it's so fulfilling. So I wanted to be a priest actually. <laughs> <laughs> so this is <laughs> this is the next best thing, being a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you it. have thoughts about you know, like if you're idealistic and you're you're filled to the brim with ideas. Na parang hey, I can change the world. There's one way to go about it, and it's just being in the classroom, changing one student's perspective at a time. So maybe it, maybe it in skills, or maybe in their confidence, or how they speak. And it's lifelong, eh? It's lifelong uh, skills. Na parang they're gonna carry on forever. And you help that. You help them in their journey. And doesn't mean that they have to say thank you. But you know that you did your part to make this world a better place. So, teachers do that. So teachers are actually. Uh, I mean, when I was preschool, I learned this. The parang teachers are heroes. You know, unsung heroes also. So, uh, we don't wear capes, but we wear it by bringing home all our. Tayo lang ang walang overtime work. Okay? <laughs> Now we bring home all our work. Okay, 
Tapos, I have to check papers. At, alam mo yun? Yeah. Parang, pag, alam mo yun. Gets mo yun. Pag, pag-uwi mo, oh. inisip mo, ano ituturo ko bukas? <laughs> oh, tapos, yung co-complain ng mga friends natin, ay, yung, nag-OT na naman kami. Eh, buti nga kayo, binabayanan kayo. Diba? Kami na, hindi. <laughs> yeah, OT pa kayo. O, oh, tapos Saturday pa kami. Pupapasok kami. Walang sweldo yun. Ako, hanggang linggo nagkatrabaho. Yun. <laughs> diba? O, oh, ayun. So, anyway. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's if you're thinking about teaching, it's a calling talaga. It's a calling. It's, it's maybe, it may not come as a dream, but if you love helping people and making them understand uh, and and you ex- explain the world to them, ayun. Just try it. You never know na it might uh, click. Kasi ako, again, zero education units. I was never meant to be an educator. I was meant to be a lawyer uh, with my skills. Yeah. Uh, but yun, uh, life throws you a curveball. I I was able to catch it and I'm throwing it back to the world. Uh, very, masaya, masaya very well said. Yes, just do it mm. and get a rocket. So. <laughs> and, oh yeah, oh sorry. Oh sorry. For, if you do, uh, if you remember just one thing, if we're gonna be teaching Get a rocket. Okay? Rockets pa. Plural. Kasi rocket. we can't just live side on... Side gig. We, yeah, side gigs. We can't live off of ideals. <laughs> It won't feed us. It will It not pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. Yung joy mo of teaching, yung hugs from students if it's preschool or yung thank you notes from your college. Ano? Wala yan. Wala. Hindi ka... Hindi mo magagastos yan. Hindi yan, hindi yan practical. So, always get side gigs. lang yung... <laughs> kidding aside. Tama yeah, naman. Tama no? naman. Oh. But kidding aside, tama thank you very no? much, uh, Sergi. Uh, thank you for being... Ikaw. Yeah. Mayroon ka bang last words? Kasi I also like learning from my students and uh, from no, teachers. No, I'm just really... Last... I'm just really happy that I got to interview I was really looking forward to this interview. Um, I value like a lot of my teachers you especially because you know um what i'm really really keen on learning from you is the whole non-linear thing because ah, as someone oh. who was trained in science where most things are very methodical this was actually ah, very yeah. refreshing you know to to have um uh, to learn stuff that in a non-linear way and that's what i re- what I'm, i think it's my yeah i think it's my adhd brain <laughs> so but um uh, people would all It's taboo to talk about it, but not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in a new age right yeah. now. Uh, the thing is, uh, no, this is another topic for. No, we'll but, uh, we'll have time for that this. next time. We'll worry about that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm really, I'm really like listing like three episode topics. I will bring you in every <laughs> month. Every month no, there so will be like an a week. Non-linear. Yeah, non-linear. Uh, but that's the AD, the ADHD brain working. Uh, non-linear. So, uh, I think differently than most people because 10% of us have ADHD. Yeah. So, but also, it's a strength. It's not a weakness. Definitely. People will always say that mental uh, mental health, uh, disorder, they say, call it a disorder, but no, it's not. It's really a strength if you're able to manage yeah. it and if you're able to uh, study how to go about uh, uh, how to do it successfully. So, yeah. Yeah. so that's me. Uh, on overdrive saying the parang it, it, uh, I worked with what I have yeah De- what I have definitely we, we have to bring it back man we, there's gotta be another episode next month that you know I'm talking to you we'll talk about Believe It we'll talk about preschool <laughs> yeah I, I have a lot of stories there I have a lot yeah. of stories when, and preschool also definitely yeah. next time thank you very much Sir Gian. Um, any anything that you want to plug you know stuff that you want to promote Uh, no, if, but if you've reached this far, uh, good luck in your teaching career. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be many ups and downs and uh, many sleepless nights. But in the end, it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it talaga. The, the, the thing that I... Last na lang, yeah, sorry. The thing that I love talaga is when I see my students, their eyes light up. Na parang, oh, tagets na lang yung lesson. <laughs> yung parang, oh, 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 oh. Yung parang, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Ah, yeah, that's what I know. Because it's not the... Teaching is a thankless job. Like, I, I know a lot of professors who get pissed off that their uh, students don't um, say thank you. Diba? Yeah. But it's not their fault, man. Because, you know, so it's really just for us that we did our part. The thank yous can come. Uh, if they don't, it's okay. It's okay. So long as you did your part and you, you know, help change the world. Never yes! Yes. It makes you so Thank happy. Thank you very much. So 
Thank you very much to everyone who's listened to this episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pesara Tales. If you have any messages, comments, suggestions, if you don't want to do that, you can email us thepesaratales at gmail.com. This podcast is co-edited by E.J. Adrian. It's produced by yours truly. Publication materials were made by Janine Vasquez. The original music that you heard and will hear was composed by E.J. Adrian. Once again, this is Sergey wishing you a wonderful day. <laughs>